The first of my posts was called Friendship at First Sight. In the first moments they meet, Shane and Joe stand looking at each other in an unspoken fraternity of adult knowledge that is beyond Bob's reach. They are sizing each other up, and both in those moments make up their minds with finality. That makes their connection seem like something beyond comprehension, almost mystical. But is it? Consider how much we know about Shane just from the description of his appearance. He wears a silk scarf knotted around his throat. Where his clothes are worn, they have been neatly patched. His face is shaven, and, when he is given the opportunity, he takes pains to clean himself up. There is dignity in this man, and you might say he wears it on his sleeve. There is also a supreme competency in every move he makes. Even Bob can read the endurance in his figure, and the, quote, quiet power in its effortless, unthinking adjustment to every movement of the tired horse, unquote. He dismounts his horse in a single flowing tilt of his body, and when he remounts, he swings gracefully into the saddle. All his movements are deft, sure, and precise. Joe can see at a glance Shane's dignity and competency. But what does Shane see in Joe? If Shane's character can be seen in his clothes, Joe's can be seen in his property. When Shane's eyes flick over the star at Homestead, he's taking in more than the lay of the land. He can observe there the same dignity and the same competency. The corral is railed right to true sunk posts. The barn is small but solid. The crops in the fields show properly in weedless rows. It is as if Shane can see that the owner of this farm is himself right true, solid, proper, and morally weedless. The property also has something of a woman's touch, or of a man's who adores his woman. The house is painted and trimmed, flowers line the porch steps, and the garden is a brave sight. This is a solid home, and a home for a happy family. Consider, too, what they can read in each other's bearing, and each other's eyes. When Joe says, Don't be in such a hurry, stranger, and Shane wheels around, hearing in his words a threat, Joe stands calm and sure, looking Shane in the eye, because he knows what Shane is thinking, because he meant no harm, and because he has nothing to fear. There is moral confidence in that look. When Shane looks at Ledyard with the same expression, Ledyard feels a chill of terror. Also, when Shane stops at the stump, Joe knows exactly why. Neither can abide this imperfection. Some of you will recognize the reference when I say, a property can have integrity, just like a man, and just as seldom. Both men seek such integrity in the property, because both of them are such men. That is why, when Joe vows to Ledyard that he will, quote, Take Shane's word on anything he wants to say any day of God's whole year, unquote. It makes sense. Each of these men can read each other's soul in his appearance, in his actions and reactions, and in his eyes. If you've ever read The Fountainhead, 
you might see a parallel here with the first encounter of two very important characters. If you haven't, I'll avoid spoiling that encounter here. I love Shane and Joe's instant kinship. And when I read, quote, Father was smiling, but he was having to blink several times together, and I would have sworn that his eyes were misty, unquote. Mine were misty, too. The next of my posts was called, He's Dangerous, But Not to Us. Shane is surrounded by an aura of mystery and of danger. As Bob watches Shane ride into town from a distance, he sees two cowhands loping past him, quote, stop and stare after him with a curious intentness, unquote. Shane's hat is not the familiar tan Stetson, but black, and worn low to shield his face. His eyes search endlessly from side to side, and his brows are drawn in a frown of fixed and habitual alertness. He rides easily in the saddle, but it is the easiness, quote, of a coiled spring, of a trap set, unquote. God, I love that line. Anything Shane perceives as a threat is met with a posture driven by instinct and frightening to behold. When he wheels around at Joe's words, Bob feels something intangible and cold and terrifying in the air between them. Ledyard's insults bring that same chill. Shane dodges questions about his past, and it seems like an interesting one. He was fiddle-footed and left home at 15 and since then he has clearly covered a lot of distance. Ledyard has heard of him half a dozen times along the road, but he says that no one knows about him, and no one can figure him. Shane likes the idea of staying another night with the Starrettes, but he also seems somehow worried about it. And then there's that saddle roll. When Bob reaches for it, Shane's hand comes down in a gesture that says, Don't touch. He's dangerous, but Joe has utter confidence that if he can trust you, you can trust him. The last of my posts was called A Sunlit Universe. From the moment this novel opens, I have the feeling of basking in warm sunlight. There's the warmth of the Wyoming sunshine, quote, so clear and sweet you wanted to run out and breathe the brilliant freshness. Unquote. There's the warmth of this happy family, with father and son who would have painted the house three times over and in rainbow colors to please mother. Marion bustling about the kitchen, whipping up her special biscuits, and Joe eating them down to the last crumb. Or Joe affectionately tousling Bob's hair and slapping him on the rump by way of greeting. Quote, that is how it was often in our house kind of jolly and warm, with good feeling, unquote. And there is the warmth of a benevolent universe in which you can know with certainty that a mysterious stranger is, quote, a man-like father in whom a boy could believe in the simple knowing that what was beyond comprehension was still clean and solid and right, unquote. It is a world so bright that the sun shines even in the rain. Quote, and the rain outside was a far distance away and meaningless because the friendly feeling in our kitchen 
was enough to warm our world, unquote. It's the sort of friendly feeling that makes a burly farmer misty-eyed. What a lovely way to start the summer in this sunlit world 